Coming to you from the front lines of America's fight for freedom, it's Matt and Brett Doster with America in View. What this world needs is a few more redheads. So people ain't afraid to take a stand. What this world needs is a little more respect for the Lord and the law and the working man. We could use a little peace and satisfaction. Some good people up front to take the lead. A little less talk and a little more action. And a few more rednecks is what we need. Good afternoon from the capital city of the free state of Florida on this beautiful February the 2nd. Welcome to another great edition of America in View where we are waking the woke with truth, the Constitution, and a little redneck common sense. Matt, one of the things that I've always loved about Tallahassee, uh, you and I both grew up here, is that for a town our size, because we are the capital of Florida and because we have Florida State University here, we have been blessed to intersect and get to know some really remarkable people in the world of politics, religion, uh, philosophy, and of course, we can't forget sports. So I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited about today's session because we have one of those remarkable people in studio with us today. Would you want to introduce our esteemed guest? Yeah, we are so happy and excited to have Kenny Knox here today. Kenny Knox, uh, professional golfer, former PGA Tour player, uh, member of the Florida State Hall of Fame. He played golf at Florida State and then on the PGA Tour. Kenny, welcome to the studio. It's great to be here, uh, Brett and Matt. Yes. Very good. Yeah, we're, we're really happy to have you here. And um, talking a little bit about your PGA Tour experience, I know you're a record holder in the PGA Tour. Tell us a little bit about that. I think it's uh, you were known for putting and short game, and you set a few records in that regard. Yeah, I've got several records on the PGA Tour, uh, some good, not so good. (laughs) (laughs) But putting is what I'm known for. Uh, People ask me how I had only 18 putts in 18 holes. I said, well, I was chipping very well that day. (laughs) Getting the ball close to the hole. But 18 putts on 18 holes, and that record still stands. I'm tied with several other players from the PGA Tour, uh, very well-known good putters as well, Corey Pavin being one of them, U.S. Open champion. And I had eight putts on nine holes, mm. and that record was uh, beaten, believe it or not, uh, which means you have to chip it in or put it in from off the green. Uh, but Stan Utley had six putts in nine holes. Oh, my goodness. Incredible. And that it, record it, will never be beat, I promise I, you. Yeah. Uh, so, And then I had 93 putts on 72 holes, which is the average of – 23 and a quarter putts per round. Wow. So I don't know where that quarter putt came in, but I guess it was a lip out. But, uh, and then that was beaten by David Frost. He had 92 putts. So in, in 72 hole event. And then another record nobody really thinks about, or, but it's, uh, it's kind of very odd record. I'm the only guy in modern day history to shoot an 80 in a golf tournament and win the tournament <laughs> really <laughs> yes the average score that day was 79.2 at the honda classic and on saturday i shot 80 and that 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 round was 79.2 was the average score uh, there was only one par round that day of 72 but somehow i came back the next day and put together a good round of golf and won the golf tournament that's amazing. I'm assuming there was a lot of wind that day or something that was giving people well, trouble. It was, you know how cold it is today. It was that cold and 30 mile hour wind. So it was in the, in the high thirties, low forties, and it was 30 mile hour wind all day for South Florida. That's unheard of, but, 
when the palm trees are blowing sideways, you know the wind's blowing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, Kenny, you would make so many people in our audience feel better if you'd say, you know, th- that was the day I shot a couple of a hundreds and still won the golf. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what the rest of us are hoping for. Right? <laughs> well, just a little forecast for our listeners. Kenny, we're going to talk to you about Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and one of the things we've been talking about is the role of uh, faith-based organizations and basically a society that doesn't have to rely on government for everything. And I'm looking forward to that conversation. But before we get into it, I really want to just hear from you about your experience on tour as a professional golfer. I I have this theory, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I have this theory that um, golfers are just a unique form of professional athlete and that you're basically an entrepreneur. You're, you're, You're kind of a independent contractor. You don't go out there with a guaranteed contract. You don't go out there um, with travel arrangements made for you or anything like that. You really go out there and have to figure it out as a businessman on your own. What was that like? How difficult was it? Was it exciting? Tell us about that. Well, it was certainly much different when I was playing than it is today because now today, if you qualify for the tour, you're guaranteed $500,000 to compete, whether you make a dollar or not. Mm. If you make more than 500000 then you make whatever else you make. But so, but when we were playing, you know, my first year on tour, I made $7,000. Wow. And so uh, my sponsors were not real happy with me at that time. <laughs> and then, uh, then the next year, I made $17,000. So yes. I was improving, but they were still losing money because it cost <laughs> about $30,000 a year back in those days just to travel the tour and play the tournaments and pay the caddies and fly and all the, the hotels and everything. So uh, I finally stepped it up my third year and, and, uh, made almost thirty thousand dollars, <laughs> but so after that third year, they'd had enough of me, and they decided, you know, well, what would you like to do? And I said, listen, honestly, I've been praying about it, and I, I've just decided to accept whatever you guys wanted to do, and that'd be fine with me. And and so they dropped me as as my sponsor, and that's when I went down to the Honda Classic and Monday qualified and won the tournament. So. <laughs> Uh, and proudly, two of them were down there watching me play and shaking my hand afterwards, and they were really happy for me. And I was really happy for uh, that I had them as sponsors because they were such good friends and everything. But but it 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 made a big difference uh, uh, playing for your own money instead of somebody else's money. Mm. And that process, I mean, I have to imagine the numbers that you're talking about. You're you're traveling on the cheap if you can. I would assume. I mean, you're just trying to make it work out. Are you driving between tournaments, or is it? Flights, how does that work? Well, not only did we drive between turns, my wife and I and daughter, we would actually sleep in the van that we were driving in at, wow. at rest stops. Really? Uh, and we would actually pull into the golf course that we're going to be playing that week and find a spot in the parking lot and sleep. This was before motorhomes uh, were very popular. And so we did whatever we could, uh, but primarily we were America's guest. We were, we were traveling. We would meet – first thing we would do is meet somebody there at the golf tournament that uh, – that that would take us into their house and and keep us and host us for the week. Uh-huh. And we, our best friends in the world today, are the ones that came from the tour experience of them hosting us in their at their home once a year. They would come to tournaments. We would invite them down to different tournaments, masters or different golf tournaments that I would play in. You know, over the years as I became successful in the tour, so it was really great, gratifying, and it really brought you know that home feeling to and it, you were more, much more comfortable. In that type of setting, when you're around people that love you, my wife would get in the kitchen and cook, start cooking, mm-hmm. and everybody would be pitching in. We'd have parties. You know, their friends would come over there, and, you know, they see the little 
you know, the superstar golfer that couldn't make a living, you know, and <laughs> shake hands. And then I, we become friends with them. And, and we just, you know, it's just a family type atmosphere. It made you feel really comfortable. Yeah, that's really remarkable and, and heartwarming. I mean, it's a environment that I think some of us can relate to that I can think of, you know, being in college and having events that you go to and you ha- end up with a host family or something like that. And you really do um, just appreciate the hospitality and the willingness of people to, to help you out. Um, one of the things we do want to talk about is just the, the place of uh, the faith in not only the public sphere, but then for professional athletes. Uh, what was it like? Is is professional golf hospitable to a Christian faith? And how you know you you see some of the golfers. I remember going back in the day, Bernard Langer being pretty outspoken in, in more recent years. Scotty Scheffler and Webb Simpson and some of these guys will talk about their faith. Uh, what was that like being on tour? Right. So when I first came on tour, I was not a Christian, and and so maybe that's the reason I was making seven thousand dollars <laughs> in seventeenth. But uh, after I met my wife. Uh, I, uh, we got married, and then the next day I became a Christian. Oh, I accepted wow. Christ as my Lord and Savior. So uh, it was it was a unique situation. And so my little testimony is that uh, Karen had already had Michelle. And so when I married Karen, I, I had an instant family. And that the day after our wedding was Father's Day. And so we were sitting oh, in wow. church in, up in Georgia, Hogansville, Georgia. And the preacher who didn't know me was preaching about Father's Day and what a special day it was. Um for you fathers out there and i'm like kind of shaking my head looking at my watch you know and and wondering when this will be over with and then he said especially you fathers that uh, have the responsibility of fathering someone else's child Mm. and so i realized at that point the hair stood up on my my neck and and i went forward and accepted christ that day and it 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 changed my life and it um segueing into my relationship on the tour we had a regular bible study once a week uh in the evenings uh uh, either Tuesday night or Wednesday nights, and and a number of players would come to the Bible study with their wives and family, and and those became my best friends and for life, and and we had that common bond with one another, and as as we did that, you know the Bernard Langers became Christians, and all the different uh, superstars of today that you know as uh, men of faith became Christians through that Bible study, and. Uh, what Larry Moody and 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 his ministry did for for the PJ Tour is incredible. Stick with us this morning. We're talking with Kenny Knox, a uh, world record holder on the PGA Tour and uh, one of Tallahassee's own. We're talking with him this morning about business, faith, and family on the PGA Tour. Don't go anywhere. America in View will be right back. Shoes and I put them on, and that's when my troubles begin. Where universal truth and common sense reign supreme. It's Matt and Brent Doster with America in View. Okay, welcome back, folks. We're talking about a range of issues, and we're excited to continue to be talking with Kenny Knox, professional golfer and um, somebody that's near and dear to our hearts. Kenny, you were just given kind of a personal account of your own uh, experience as as a new Christian uh, coming into the Christian faith. Uh, I'm going to assume that at some point you got involved in Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Uh, did that happen right away, or did it, did it come along later? It, it came along a little bit later, uh, but that same year that I accepted Christ, then then uh, maybe a couple months later we started attending the Bible studies on the tour, and that's when that's when I, I realized that uh, this is what 
what I needed in my life. And um, it wasn't a good luck charm. It was just a, a new way of life for me and a new way of thinking for me. And so we started participating in the uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes uh, golf tournament fundraisers on the tour. They would come out on tour and at different stops, and then we'd have uh, prayer breakfasts and things of that nature, and we would attend those. And so that's when we started getting really involved with FCA. And and then as uh, towards the uh, latter, latter part of my career, uh, we started a huddle group here in Tallahassee. Mm. And so we had, we had seven – youngsters, sixth graders that came to our first huddle group. Our daughter was one who I had uh, I had adopted uh, when she was five years old as my daughter. And then uh, a couple other guys that were part of the group were Dean and Sarah, who is now the lead pastor at City ah, Church. Okay. Mm. And uh, Jackson Hardy, who is the director of golf at uh, Seminole Legacy. Ah. So those are three of, three of the, the first seven kids who were in our huddle group that we started in 1990. And, of course, Dean's gone on to, to start a church, and his, that vision actually stood, came to him when he was in ninth grade. And my wife was actually his mentor, and is still to this day, uh, he credits her and, and recognizes her as his mentor. So, And he named his first son Thomas Knox and Sarah. So, Wow. Uh, we're very close to the Sarah family, and, and what they've done there is just makes us so— proud to be Christians and see how God works. And it's not often you get to see the fruit of your labor, but uh, God was kind enough and gracious enough to to let us see what, what's happened with City Church and what's happened through City Church and where it started. See, every time Dean is around Presbyterians, he tells us he names his kid after John Knox. But, you know, now I know the real story. <laughs> I do want to ask you this, Kenny, uh, because I'm just, I'm interested, but Going back to the first segment where you're talking about the trials and tribulations of starting out on the tour, here you are, young family, you're a young player, you've got all these sort of superstar mentors around you. There's got to be so much pressure. Did that FCA network have also a pragmatic benefit of providing that support for your family, for you, for your needs while you were out on that tour? Well, I think... In all honesty, I think it's kind of up to you as a uh, your own journey with Christ. I think mm-hmm. uh, they were always naturally the support, but I would say the chaplains that came out with the with the ministry, the FCA ministry, those became the ones that we kind of leaned on for advice and things like that. And just uh, you'd want to be part of their uh, their ministry and and do whatever they they felt necessary to advance the cause of of bringing kids to Christ. And so. That's why we were always making ourselves available, and of course we would do summer camps and things like that. And you're talking about you know the, the difference in today and yesterday. In those days, we would just go to a summer golf camp for FCA on our own dime, and mm-hmm. uh, we would just be there for three days. And and they would it's kind of like working for food. We just <laughs> we didn't we didn't enjoy the food, but we enjoy the the fellowship a lot more and teaching golf to the young kids at the golf camp. So that's what we do is we. We really actively raise money so that we can send kids to camp, whether it be golf, football, basketball, baseball, whatever the camp would be. And that's what we do at FCA is it's a fundraising organization that uh, supplies the funds for kids to go to camps so that they can learn, first of all, who Christ is, because many of them don't, never even heard of Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. second of all, what Christ can do for them and, and what it can do for them for their entire life and, and how it can help them mold their life and make the correct decisions in life. And 
and be able to stand firm against the woke world, mm-hmm. uh, which is so important today, to have that foundation that, that is built and one that won't wash away in the sand, but one that will stand the test of time. There's a FCA banquet coming up in a few weeks that I know you're going to tell us about, Kenny. I've been to that uh, the last few times, and it's a really encouraging event, and uh, it's really good to hear from some of the speakers. Uh, Mark Richt and Tommy Bowden and, and Coach Norbell have spoken at the events I've been to. Um, I was struck, just what you're talking about, standing against the woke world. Um, we live in this era where up is down and you know people just take reality and truth and try to twist it as much as they can. It was encouraging to me. It seems like the realm of athletics still has some reality to it. There's still some acceptance of men and women. There's still some, um, I think, people expect to see that coach that's a strong leader, you know, is not afraid to be a man or a woman, you know, whichever way God God made the person. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? I mean, yeah. is, there, it seems like there's a good fit between athletics and, and faith. Yes, and, and I, you know, everybody talks about what a great season we had at Florida State this year because of Coach Norvell and everything. You know, he, he had a great year because he's smart. He brought in a great chaplain. We, we've, mm. we've had great chaplains in the past at Florida State. Uh, but Reggie Hudgens is a great chaplain for the Florida State football team. And I personally, I told him the other day when I saw him, I said, you did a great job. You had a great year. Mm. Because what I saw on the field was something different than I've seen in the past with other coaches that we've had here in between Coach Bowden. And I was so impressed by the way the kids you know, praise the Lord when when and, and handled themselves with, with great character. And that, that character is great on the football field, but what you do off the field when, when, when you don't have the helmet on and when people don't really even know who you are is what's so important in life because that is, these are life-building moments. Reggie Hudgens is, is, is helping these young men and the women around the athletic program understand what life is all about with Christ in their lives. And so I was, just, I was so thrilled when, when Reggie got that position because I knew – if you've ever heard Reggie preach, uh, you're going to say a big amen at the end. Absolutely. You're, you're really uh, – and, Matt, I don't want to get too far off topic here, but let me just make the comment that you're touching my heartstrings when you say this because one of the things that uh, I loved about Coach Bowden and many of the coaches from his era, what I like to call the great character coaches, is that they saw their position in coaching as not being just a, an instructor of football but of character and of faith faith yeah. in Christ, faith yeah. in God, and to yeah. remind them there's something bigger than just football. Yeah. And I feel like with all the uh, money now that's been infused in college athletics, that we're leaving a little bit of that behind. Well, I'll give you another for instance. I mean, Coach Rick, Mark Rick, was, was uh, saved as a, as a coach when, when uh, one of the players was murdered in the mm-hmm. parking lot. And Coach Bowden addressed the team the next day and his name was Pablo, and he walked in, and Pablo's seat was empty. And Pablo, uh, coach says, wait a minute, where's Pablo? And everybody kind of looked at each other like, what do you mean? You haven't heard? I mean, no, no, where's Pablo? Mm. And they're like, well, coach, he, yeah, but where is he? Is he in heaven? And that may, I mean, just think about that moment. Mm-hmm. And Coach Rick was in the back back there. And after that meeting, I just talked to Coach Rick the other, night, the other day. I called him and we're talking. And, 
I mean, he's given this testimony. He went into Coach Bowden's office and says, Coach, I need more. Hmm. You need to tell me more about Jesus. Hmm. I mean, he was there as a coach, coaching for Coach Bowden, and still trying to live in the world mm-hmm. when he realized that there is a difference in heaven and hell. And so he went in there and accepted Christ. And what Coach Rick has done as a result of that one moment, all the men and ladies that, that, that he has made an impact on. And so anyway, that's just a, getting off track a little bit, but that's just an instance of, of showing you yeah. how Christ works in our lives and, and what a Coach Bowden was the standard. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. they laugh and make jokes about St. Saint, Saint Bobby, but he was the standard in the industry, the industry of professional athletics, yeah, uh, NCAA football, and everybody looked up to him uh, in that regard. And he he would go anywhere to preach, and he didn't he didn't charge a lot, oh, yeah. hardly anything. <laughs> he asked me one time, you know, I had Liberty call me and said, hey, I know you know Coach Bowden. Is there any way you can get him up here? I said, well, if you can fly down here and pick him up, I'll ask him. <laughs> I saw him in the parking lot, and I said, Coach, Liberty wants you to speak. He says, I said, I got a plane that'll come get you. He says, I've always wanted to go preach there. Awesome. And they came, picked him up, and he went up there with Jerry Farwell and, and, and preached. So Yeah, it's amazing. Here we are ending up a uh, second segment. Kenny, if, it, if it's okay with you, I'm going to ask you to stay with us through the third segment. We are uh, on American View talking about the PGA. We're talking about Kenny Knox's career and faith in sports. And the reality is anytime we're in Tallahassee talking about sports, it always goes back to Coach Bowden. So we'll pick this up again in the third segment. Stick with us for another segment of American View. Bringing you right to the front line of liberal insanity. Watch out for that first step. It's in Newsy. (laughs) And back again. America in View will be right back. I was one of the chosen few to be born in Alabama. Where men are men and their ladies just want to love them. It's Matt and Brett Doster with America in View. Okay, folks, we're having a great conversation with Kenny Knox, and um, we were just talking about Coach Bowden and Florida State Athletics. That's a nice segue to talk about the upcoming event for the for the listeners that we have in the local area. Um, I know Leroy Butler is your speaker. Uh, it's on February 23rd, I believe, and we were talking a little bit. Uh, Kenny, you played at Florida State as a golfer, and you're a Florida State fan, as are Brett and I are as well, and of course, Leroy Butler's famous for the punt ruski in 1988. I went back and rewatched that play. Um, it gives me chills just seeing it, and uh, it's it's just cool to connect on that and look forward to being able to see him in person. Yeah, everybody knows where they were when they when the punt ruski yeah. happened. <laughs> I know exactly the seat I was sitting in up in Massachusetts at Worcester, Mass, at a friend's house at a golf tournament. But yeah, you remember that play? That was an incredible play. We're excited to have. Leroy coming into the uh, banquet this year, like as I mentioned before, we had three main fundraisers as a banquet. The FCA banquet's one, the FCA golf tournament is one, and then we have a pheasant shoot in in the wintertime. It's another uh, major fundraiser. So we're hoping to fill out the the room again there at the uh, Dunlap Champions Club on February 23rd. It, doors open at 5.30. The dinner's at 6.15. The program starts at 7 o'clock. With Leroy Butler, a Hall of Fame football player, Florida State all-time great, and so we're very excited. And so, if you're interested in, in coming, I just uh, ask that you would call the uh, FCA 
uh, office and uh, inquire. But typically individuals, we will fill the seats if uh, some of the tables are not full with individuals. But primarily what we're looking for is table sponsors. And we have three different uh, table sponsorships at $1,500 for a silver, uh, $2,500 at gold, and then the corporate's at $5,000. And, and we're uh, uh, looking for another title sponsor this year, so it would be four different levels that we have. And you get different uh, things, amenities uh, that come with and how much is the title sponsor? The title okay. can be as much as you want it to be. <laughs> Open the negotiation, right? <laughs> you just right? get the checkbook out, and we'll take care of the rest. But <laughs> all this enough. money goes, whatever we raise in these three major funds, goes to sending kids to camps and taking care of the kids. Uh, most of our most of our uh, field team out there, they're raising their own money every year. They're raising their own paychecks just so they can be in the field and, and supplying enough of the needs to the – youth in in Tallahassee area it's it's a great event like I said I've been to it a few years we're going to be there this year and uh it's inspirational it's great to hear from the kids usually there's some kids that come up and kind of give their story their testimony and uh we did we did kind of want to steer into politics a little bit and just talk about the insanities that we're dealing with in the world today right uh especially on gender uh women's sports a lot of the things that are that are coming along there um how how isolated do the kids feel these days? I mean, is there some is there, is there some difficulty if someone becomes a Christian, say in high school, and then they are sticking to some biblical values? What what sort of friction are they experiencing uh, dealing with their counterparts? Uh, there's 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 a lot there's a lot, and as a result, result, I think more kids are becoming homeschooled. I was giving a golf lesson yesterday the, to a, a Champions Tour professional. They came over to take a lesson, and he brought his son with him. And uh, they've just chosen to opt out of school this year and become homeschooled. Hmm. And so they still play as a, plays on the golf team and everything. But there's so much, uh, so much of this grooming going on in the schools, and there, there's a tremendous amount of pressure. And you know, he was telling me stories like you know, you know, people wearing cat suits and with tails on them and, and everybody and i just look at it like everybody wants attention mm-hmm. the social media thing is mm-hmm. they're just pushing for attention and and because you know the they're, they're splitting the nuclear families up with the moms and dads now that everybody's going their separate ways and and they're just other people are raising our children now and so uh, i just feel that uh, fellowship of christian athletes we meet once a week in the schools with our huddle leaders and uh, we're very fortunate that we can still do that, and we can bring Christ to the masses. And um, usually, the coaches are doing doing the meetings, and so we're we're reaching kids through the coaches. And we have chaplains always available for for access. But the 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 pressure on these kids is immense, as you can imagine, with the social media. And I think that's where it all stems from. Everybody wants to be important, and. Unfortunately, we just have a bunch of wannabes and not that many go-getters. So, mm-hmm. and I think the go-getters are are falling to the wayside. Uh, like when we were growing up, you know, you the you just the whole saying on the PG tour is just play better, right? Shut up, just shut right. up and play better, right? And now it's like here's your little trophy, you know, mm-hmm. here's your trophy. You participated. Congratulations. That started thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, drives, it drives me crazy now because uh, you know many sports with younger aged children don't even keep score anymore uh, because they're afraid of hurting their self-esteem well you know one's gets better <laughs> uh kenny i do want to ask you this though uh, just kind of in, in line with what you and matt were just discussing 
do you get any pushback from schools uh, or schools saying, hey, we want you to kind of tone it down a little bit? Or do you find more and more teachers and principals saying, no, we want you here? Well, I, I think right now it's so established in the middle schools and the high schools that we've actually gone out and we've initiated club programs. So outside the school. So we're also reaching them. We're having soccer leagues, basketball leagues, and things like that through FCA that the kids are able to join. We're praying that we stay in the schools. Mm-hmm. That's where we think that it we need to be for sure. But in case... It just gets so bad that they push us out. We'll have these club leads established so we can still reach the kids that are coming out of the schools. So I think that was very smart on FCA's part, corporate. And uh, we're excited about the numbers that are growing there in that, uh, in that arena. Oh, I would think the parents would be hungry for a program like FCA at this point because they're not getting, they're not getting that kind of character reinforcement and spiritual reinforcement anywhere else. So right. I think they would be excited about that. Yeah, Kez McCorvey is our director. Kez oh, was all-time great at uh, Florida State, Hall of Famer. And he's our area director and does a tremendous job. And they had a seven-on-seven seven, uh, competition the other day and some great testimonies about how well he handled himself and uh, how everybody looks up to Kez and what a, how fortunate we are to have him as our director in this area. Yeah, that that is tremendous. Uh, and I've got to speculate, a little bit of persecution might not be the worst thing in terms of just preparing you for adult life, right? I mean, you ha- you're going to have to face these things anyway. And I think about what we've seen in pro sports uh, the last few years. I mean, the NFL certainly got caught up in a lot of politics the last few years, turned off a lot of fans, I think. Um, last year, we had the LA Dodgers with the, the, uh, the, you know, the nun group that got tons of attention and really put um, the spotlight on just that cancel culture stuff, all the things that we're talking about. Um, and you see some athletes, not many, but you do see some that are taking that moment to take a stand and say, you know what, I'm not for this. I know uh, Clayton Kershaw made some statements that were pretty positive toward Christianity during that time uh, out with the Dodgers. So there, it's almost like preparing you for the real world. It really is. And and we are finding, you know, especially in, in ladies golf now, there there are – there are males that are trying to break through in ladies golf mm. and they're competing and, and they're, they're starting to win some tournaments. And uh, so I think there needs to be some way to, to, I mean, it's very simple. You can have your own league if you want it. Right. You got boy, girls and others. Right. And so just let them have their own league, but it's, it's just not right. It's just not right. Let's just face it. It's not right. Yeah. Yeah. I, f- I feel like, um, you know, before prayer was taken out of schools, and when there was still discipline in the classroom and discipline in schools, like some good old Bobby Bowden-style discipline, right? right? Uh, you know, kids are going to be rebellious. They're going to test you. They're, they're going to – I mean, look, I did it when I was a teenager. Uh, but the disobedience then and the testing was smoking in the bathroom. Yeah. And, uh, and parents and coaches got a hold of that. And now that we've, re- we've removed so many restraints now on kids, we've removed discipline from kids – it's almost like they're just going to push until they get that resistance. And uh, we're crazy to keep allowing it to happen. Well, you know, I think they look at it like it's a privilege to be my parent. Uh, Yeah. And instead of uh, I have great parents, it's, you know, I've got a great kid. you got to make sure their self-esteem is always up. And so there is a different way to discipline, you know, kids now today. I mean, I'm a little older than you guys, so I remember getting (laughs) paddled. And I get paddled in middle school with big, strong 
football coach. And that was not fun. And so, but that was a form of discipline back when we were growing up. And it was a very effective form because once you get one pop on the rear end, uh, you realize that the guy's not playing. I'm going to keep my mouth shut and do what I need to be doing in class. So, but everything's changed. And I can't even imagine what's going on really. I mean, I, I'm not in the classroom and all that with them, but that's. Well, it's funny you say that because that issue was uh, being debated in the Florida legislature. And and you're right. I mean, it's just a complete change of culture, change of expectations. But you can't look at the evidence and say things are better. I mean, things are worse, right? Right. We're not moving in the right direction. That's right. Yep. Well, stick with us. We're ending our third segment here with Kenny Knox, who has now become my favorite professional golfer. He always was, (laughs) but now he's especially so because we're connecting on so many great issues. Uh, Kenny, thanks for being with us this morning. Stick with us as we go into the fourth segment as we talk about Fellowship of Christian Athletes and uh, a modern take on sports. Never fear. Matt and Brett are here. Or at least they will be. America in View will be right back. Well, I was rolling down the road in some cold blue steel. I had a blues man on the back and he petitioned out the wheel. Where we still don't understand the insanity of the woke. It's Matt and Brett Doster with America in View. And we are having a blast this morning with Kenny Knox, who is a professional golfer and just a great man and a great leader within the Fellowship of Christian Athletes organization. Talking about their upcoming banquet with uh, Leroy Butler, who everyone remembers as being the uh, punt Ruski champion, the one who helped us beat Clemson as part of a game-changing moment in FSU football. But now we've been talking about what I would call some of the changing attitudes uh, in sports, changing attitudes among parenting, some of the challenges, and the role of faith in all that. But, Kenny, I want to ask you, kind of starting out here, and this is kind of tying everything together uh, and maybe moving in the direction of politics a little bit. I've noticed that among professional athletes for the most part, particularly those, say, from like the PGA Tour, you've had struggles in life. I mean, you've really had to be an entrepreneur. Uh, you, <laughs> it, it affects your family. It affects every part of your life, uh, the struggles of it. And I've noticed that for athletes who are in those types of sports, they tend to be a little bit more conservative uh, on the political side of the spectrum. Maybe that's because of faith. Maybe that's because of the struggles. But nothing's been given to them. And they know it's about hard work and about character on and off the field or off, on and off the course. Was that your experience in the PGA or did it, was there kind of a mix? It's real simple, Brett. Capitalism works. <laughs> it's very simple. Yeah. It, it, you know, I explained to a little girl yesterday that's, that's got a great attitude, and we had a great conversation. But I said, okay, you're making straight A's in school, right? And she said, oh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I said, well, how about your friends? Well, I got one that's struggling a little bit. She's partying a little bit too much. I said, okay, okay. All right, so why don't we do this? Why don't, why don't you give her your grades, and you take her grades? <laughs> and she said, well, that's not fair. I said, what do you mean it's not fair? Uh, you know, that's socialism. That is that what, the, you know, oh, yeah, you're right. It's right. I said, well, you make A's because you work hard and you do the right things. And you get ahead in life. And you have great parents that have taught you this. So that's why capitalism works. And you'll see it when you graduate. It is amazing when you can break it down for somebody at, at that level. It, it really does click. And uh, it seems to me... Athletics is just a great way to remind people of the meritocracy that we talk about in society. It should be about what you do, what you accomplish. Um, but you look at politics, 
those on the left want to wipe those things away. You know, if it's your student loan debt, you don't have to pay back. Or if it's the tax code that rewards people who aren't producing as much, it just seems like it's uh, permeates our society in that political debate. And, you know, now we're seeing it at the border. Brett and I were talking about this, just everything going on with a state that's trying to stand up for itself in Texas, having conflict with the federal government because, uh, you know, the federal government just has this kind of no rules matter, everybody come, there's no standards, uh, you know, so on and so forth. So I, I think it's it's a great opportunity, hopefully, to reach those kids before the academic community that embraces all these leftist ideas gets a hold of them and sort of spoils them for good. So you realize that the amount of people that came across the border illegally is the same amount of people that were that we lost last year. Mm. So that we're replacing good people with people we don't know what their motives are right, and yeah. that want a free handout. Yep. And so that's going to that's going to flip and tip tip and flip the political realm in America. And, you know, it's going to turn Texas purple from red if if it succeeds. So this is our year to make it not succeed. Amen. That's and we've right. got to work really hard in our local communities, in our school boards. We've got to elect the right people in our school boards because they're the ones making decisions for these kids that are growing up that make the decisions later in life. So that's why FCA is so important and getting the right people in the right position. So your, your city commission, your county commission – the right people need to be in those positions to help guide us through. Because, I mean, why in the world would anybody want to become a politician and make $125,000 a year when they're actually – and then they come home multimillionaires? Right. right. So it makes a lot of sense when you look at it from that standpoint. If you want to get down and dirty and be honest, this is what's happening in, in our world. They're taking advantage of the system, and we're allowing them to do it because so many of us are – They've dumped us down so much that we just we're just sheep following the leaders, the shepherd. Kenny, I tell you what, I could put you and Tommy Bowden in a studio together and just let it rip for three hours. I Let's can go. tell right Let's now. Let's go. <laughs> we can do it. Um, uh, one thing you just hit on is so critically important. Uh, you're you're spot on. It's been interesting to watch how, for instance, like in Florida. We have a great legislature that's been really, I think, on the leading edge now in the country with school reform, trying to put some sanity back in our yes. school curriculums, yes. give the parents more control. They've been blocked over and over again by these institutional, yes. long career politician school board members. And they, they started an effort a couple of years ago to say, hey, we need to get some new school board members elected. But I think people just getting parents involved politically and starting to say, hey, we need to take these local elections just as seriously as we do these national elections. That's right. In Little Monticello, where I live, Mm -hmm. you know, Corey Simon, Jason Schulf, they represent my district. And we had them over to Monticello. They would come freely and they got elected. And we're so proud to have them up there in Congress and in the Senate and, you know, standing up for us and speaking for us and you know, that's what they do, and that's what we need. Uh, but we can't just sit by idly and, and expect God just going to take care of things. we gotta, we got to take the, you know, bull by the horns here and, and make our, do our little part to make it work. Yeah, that's right. I mean, look, putting it back in the, in the um, sort of golf terms, <clears throat> you know, we all, especially us amateurs, Kenny, you know how this is, right? Yeah. So uh, you get on the course, you're trying to play a lot and everything, and then, you know, you get to that, 
bad lie in the fairway and you start praying, right? <laughs> Lord God, don't let me embarrass myself in front of my friends. You know, let me hit this ball straight, please. But the thing I always laugh with Matt about is to say is that, you know, if all you did was sit around and pray all day to play better golf, you'd never get better. Yes. Because God doesn't reward prayers yeah. without action. So That's it's right. the same with politics. <clears throat> he doesn't answer your prayers unless you pray. Yeah, amen. And so, you know, right. my first tournament, I mentioned about winning my first golf tournament. I was in the bunker on number seven, the final round, and I had a very lie. And I had a very, I just regained the lead in the tournament, and, and the ball came out fast, went in the water. So now I'm in a real pickle. So I've got to drop the ball back in the bunker, go back across the water. Well, I dropped it in the bunker, and I'm standing over this ball, and I waggle my club, and I hear a voice, and it says, just make it. And now, now here I can't breathe. I can't. My my mind is racing. I can't think about it. But I hear this voice. Just make the second waggle. Just make it. The third waggle. I took it back. Just make it. And I hit it, and it came out just perfect and rolled in the hole. Oh goodness! And I went on to win this tournament. And later I thought about that, and I've been thinking about that. That was voice from God because that changed my entire life, which allowed me to influence others. Mm-hmm. And I say never miss an opportunity to help somebody. And you got to look for those opportunities because so many times I say, man, I miss that one. I miss that one. And look for those opportunities to make a difference in somebody else's life. And so that's what Fellowship of Christian Athletes is all about. I love that. And that's what Corey Simon is doing in the Senate and Jason Schoff is doing the Congress in Florida and in our district. And, and we need that. We need that so desperately. That's we, we need the school board. We need the county commissioners. We need them out there who go to church and they believe in Jesus Christ. There And the, the local government, it, it's such an important point. We're seeing this more and more where people are not connecting these big national issues that we're talking about, border security, for instance. But then you look at what's happening in communities. You've got fentanyl, you've got human trafficking, you've got all the sort of spillover effects of these bad, bad public policies. And so you're exactly right. Just being able to connect those dots and being able to get people with the right values into these positions to really represent people. Um, just some some housekeeping, Kenny. I, I, uh, the website for FCA here locally is northfloridafca.org. It's yes, a that's good way, good way yes. for people to get in touch with the Go organization. There and you can get the phone numbers and all that kind of stuff, uh, everything you need, and, and to speak with uh, Kaz's wife, Laura. She's the head secretary there, and she can set you up with the, the banquet and, information. And if, if there's a parent or a kid out there that just wants to get involved with the organization, is that yes. the best way for them to, to – to go about it, that as well? Yes, the parent is always welcome to call the office and, and speak it over, and, and Loris can direct them the right way to whatever school they're in and, and contact uh, all the appropriate people. Yeah, well, it's, you know, the <clears throat> the Florida State legacy for this neck of the woods is huge. I mean, it's something that we all relate to, and I know Coach Bowden was really big in the FCA yes. network. It seems like that has continued yes. uh, with yes. a lot of the Florida yes. State um personnel so that's it's just great to have that synergy between those uh, two groups yes and we still honor him at our golf tournament he's our honorary name and, and we're we're starting a new golf tournament in miami uh, i'm working with the miami fca and we're doing a mark rick fca golf tournament very down nice there. yeah and yeah. so we're going to do that as much as we can to honor these great men that 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 stand for christ mark is a great speaker uh, anybody that has a chance to hear his testimony and her, he's very funny He's a good speaker. Yes. I mean, you see yes. him on TV. Uh, he, obviously, he's skilled at what he does, but the, the substance of what he has to say is very good, too. Yes. 
Thank you, Kenny Knox, for joining us with another session of America in View, where we've been talking about truth, the Constitution, and a little redneck common sense in relation to the world of sports and the upcoming banquet of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Thanks for listening to America in View. For more information, go to AmericaInView.com. Let's go.